I salute you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the wonderful friend. We can't we afford to lose him. We can't afford to lose the relationship between us and God. He is the restorer. Jesus makes you complete whether you are married or not. He makes you complete whether you are literate or illiterate. God, through Jesus, can make you complete. He has restored everything that we lost in the Garden of Eden. Now let me remind you of the slogan I learned from a pastor. Know what you believe. And know why you believe what you believe. And know where it is found in the Bible. And I'm continuing with the five lies of Satan. He's very deceptive. He has caused all the chaos in the world. He made Adam and Eve lose everything God gave them. But thank God Jesus has come to restore it all. But he has succeeded in introducing some lies into the Christian church. And they have become doctrines. They have become human traditions. And the Bible tells me in Mark chapter 7, verses 6 to 7, that it is very dangerous to follow human traditions instead of God's traditions. Mark chapter 7, verses 6, 7 and 8. He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you, hypocrites, as it is written, The people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. You see the seriousness of the whole thing? For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold a tradition of men. Be careful. Satan is a deceiver. And he has not come into the church to deceive us. Let us pray. Father, be with me. Anoint my lips to speak the truth. May your children not hear my sinful voice. May they hear the sweet voice of Jesus Christ. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to review what I said last week. The five lies of Satan. The first lie is that you shall not surely die. This lie has led to the immortality of the soul, which is a, a doctrine in all Christ, almost all Christian churches. Believing that when a man dies, he either goes to heaven or he goes to hell. Next step is that it has become a spiritualistic manifestation where people can consult with the dead and they speak the language of the dead and they say they are speaking in an unknown tongue. Satan is clever. Be careful. That is his first lie. Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and 17. That this lie is going to be very, very common. It is going to sweep the whole world. I saw three unclean spirits, verse 13. Like the frog come out of the mouth of the dragon, that is Satan himself. And out of the mouth of the beasts, that is the Antichrist. And out of the mouth of the false prophets, that is apostate protestantism. When all churches will believe these false lies of Satan and teach them in the name of Jesus, teach them in churches to mislead people. For they are the spirits of devils 
Like the same devil that called, that came out from the earth when the witch of Endor was speaking to King Saul. Working miracles. That is what they will use to authenticate their lie. Satan will use miracles to authenticate the lies that he's telling. We go forth unto the kings of the earth. And the whole world. In other words, he will use influential people. People you never suspected have any relationship with Satan. Watch out. That is his first lie. The second lie is that hellfire has been burning since creation. That's not true. You know when it began? When Tetzel was selling, selling penances in, in uh, Germany in the 1500s. And Martin Luther warned him not to do that. That if you pay some money to build St. Peter's Basilica, the soul of your dead relative who is in hell will fly to heaven. Where is that in the Bible? And people believe it today. And they speak at funerals. May his soul rest in perfect peace. In other words, when you die, you have a soul that is resting somewhere. And they are misquoting the story of Abraham and the poor man, Lazarus, who died. The Bible condemns all these lies. There is no hellfire yet. Malachi chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 says, A day is coming when God will burn them up. Yes, the day is coming. The day has not come yet. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 13, verses 37 to 38, that it will be the end of the world, verse 40. It will be the end of the world. That is when whole hellfire will happen. Let me read that to you. I like this, the stories of Jesus Christ. Matthew 13. I'm reading from verse 38. Listen to Jesus himself speaking. The field is the world. 37 says, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tests are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. He sowed what? Lies. False doctrines. To mislead people. And people who believed it are called what? Lost children. The children of the wicked. Because they are not believing the truth. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire. So shall it be in the end of this world. Who said it? Jesus. So that lie can never be bought. Don't buy it. The third one is a secret rapture. That's where I end it. And I'm going to explain further. The secret rapture is the most dangerous lie Satan has reported. The theory came up in 1864 by a lady named Margaret McDonald's. Check your internet. Who spoke in tongues and then interpreted what he spoke that the coming of Jesus would be a secret. And when she was challenged, do you have any biblical support to this theory? She said, no, it is not biblical, but purely by the utterance of the Holy Ghost. Impossible. How can the Holy Spirit contradict himself? The Holy Spirit tells me in Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, 
Behold, he cometh with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Jesus is coming, and everybody will see him come. How can the Holy Spirit contradict himself? That it will be a secret rapture. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and all the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be changed. How can this be a secret? Don't believe that lie. And this theory has six faces. Let me just review it for the sake of those who didn't get it. Phase number one, the Christian church will be raptured secretly seven years before the great tribulation. That's a lie. Daniel chapter 12 verses 1 to 3 says that's a lie. It is during the great tribulation that Michael will come and rescue his people, those who are dead and those who are alive. So don't believe it. Revelation chapter 13 verses 11 to 18 says that the Antichrist together with another nation that I won't mention now they will collaborate and pass a Sunday law. I have to tell you the truth. And then persecution will break out. That is called the Battle of Armageddon. The battle between truth and error. There will be no third world. There will be no third world war. God is going to finish it himself. He's coming again. The living wicked will not notice. This is not true. Because Jesus said in Matthew 24 verse 30. And every eye, all tribes shall see him come. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of glory. So that nullifies all the, 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 the lies of Satan. So my friend, I'm only cautioning you, be very careful. Be very careful. Now I'm going to tell you the secret behind the secret rapture. Why is Satan saying that? Let me read the Revelation chapter 6 to you. Revelation chapter 6, verses 12 down to 17. And I beheld it. And when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, even as the fig tree casted her untimely figs, when she is shaking of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll wood, which is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Very similar to Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 23 to 27. And all the heavens departed as a scroll. Verse 15. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bond man, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens in the rocks of the mountains. Why are they hiding? If they're telling a secret, why are the wicked hiding? Because it's not a secret. Everybody will see him come. The saints will say, here is our God we have waited for. And he will save us. Verse 16. And they said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? Jesus is coming again. That great day is coming when Jesus will come again. The wicked will run away. The righteous will be translated or resurrected. And the two groups will go to heaven. Satan is hiding the identity of the Antichrist. You want to know? 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4. Let me read from verse 1. 
People were writing letters. And they were using forging the signature of, of Paul as if these letters were coming to him. So this is what he wrote to the Christians. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that is in the clouds, that ye be not soon shaken in mind and be troubled, neither, be, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us. At that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you. You see the deception again. By any means, for that day, the second coming of Jesus shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Falling away from what? From the truth, from the Bible, from what God has said. People will move away from what the Bible has said, and they will go to human tradition. And the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, the lawless one, the man who claims himself, to be God, who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he, as God, seated in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This is the Antichrist. The Antichrist doesn't mean he's against God, no. He is taking the prerogatives of God. And then he will, Satan will use this institution to change everything God has said. This is the secret behind it, the secret rapture. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. Revelation 13, 18. It will tell you a history. Revelation 13, 8. Uh, um, no. Revelation chapter 13. And uh, I'm reading verse 8, not 18. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship the Antichrist, whose names are not written in the book of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The whole world will believe him. They will all bow to him because he has made himself God of this world. Satan is hiding this institution, institutional power. And you historians, you know that. The Antichrist has been in our world 1,473 years ago for your information from 538 AD to 1798 he was given full power the institution was established it was established by a Roman emperor called Justinian he passed a decree watch out because this has been the power the devil has used to change everything about man's salvation he has changed the way to baptism he has changed the way to communion service. He has changed the way, the day of worship. He has changed so many things God has changed. God said. So, Satan, what Jesus has restored, Satan is still trying to steal it again from us. By telling us lies. Don't believe it. The fourth lie of Satan. That he is a creator and he deserves to be worshipped. Did you hear that? Isaiah. He's a creator. You know what he told Jesus? He said, all these things I'll give you because they belong to me. Isaiah. Listen to Isaiah, how he began. How he began his rebellion in heaven. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. Isaiah 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? That is his original name. Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations, 
For thou hast said in thine heart, I, one, will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Stars of God means angels. I want to have my own angels too. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. I will have my own churches. Four, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Five, I will be like the Mosai. I am God. I want to be worshipped. I am God. I want people to serve me. So there was war in heaven. Revelation chapter 14, verses 7 to 9. Revelation 14, verse 7 to 9. God said, no, you can't do this. So you better go. Revelation chapter 14. Chapter 12, pardon me. Revelation 12. Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. And there was war in heaven. Michael and angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. Who deceived? He deceived the whole world. Deceived the whole world. He was cast up out of heaven. And his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation. We have peace in heaven now. And strengthen the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ. Because he was jealous of Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Which accused them before God day and night. Satan, a liar, he rebelled against God. And God cast him out of heaven. And he came to this world and established his kingdom. Satan is the God of the world, if you didn't know. Second Corinthians. All that he wanted to do in heaven, he didn't succeed. Now he has come to this world to do it. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Listen to what Paul said when he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. For such, verse 13. For such are the false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. God will punish them accordingly because they are following the lies. And there are many ministers who are preaching these doctrines of Satan to people. And they are authenticating all these lies by miracles. And how many people worship? Thousands of them. The Bible tells me in Revelation chapter 20, verse 9, that thousands, millions, as many as the sand of the sea, will be deceived into hellfire because they followed the lies of Satan. Revelation chapter 16, verses 13 to 14, they will use miracles to authenticate the lies of Satan. This is why Jesus gave a caution in Matthew chapter 7. Listen to the caution of Matthew coming from the list of Jesus. Matthew chapter 7, I'm reading from verses 20, 13 to 23. It says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction. And many there be that go in the rat. They are following the doctrines of Satan, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Those who find the truth are very few. You must be one of them. I want to see you in heaven. I'm praying God to help me to be faithful till the end. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. 
You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or of figs? Let me jump to verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of God, not the tradition of man, the will of God which is in heaven. Many will say to me that the Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in thy name have we not cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful things? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Let me ask you a question. Can Jesus ever say, make such a statement to Elisha, who did miracles, who parted Jordan with the mantle of Elijah? Can he do that? Can God tell Elisha, this, I never knew you? It means these people were doing miracles in the name of Jesus, but they were teaching the doctrines of Satan, including the immortality of the soul that is led to spiritualism, consulting with demons and satanic forces. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Satan has become a god, and many are worshiping him. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God, G-O-D, of this world, had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan is a god, and is deceiving people. He doesn't want people to listen to the truth. Jesus Christ called him the prince of the world. John 16 verse 11. Satan has been judged. He's going to hell. And he wants you there. He's the father of all liars. John chapter 8 verse 44. His last lie, the fifth one, it's a very dangerous one, is that the law of God has been nailed to the cross. And we are not to obey it anymore. If anything at all, we can obey only nine of them. But the fourth commandment, we don't have to obey it. Because it is not necessary. My dear friend, this is a lie of the devil. God's ten commandments are standing. Let me read from Exodus chapter 31, verse 18. Exodus 31, verse 18. My time is running out. Exodus 31, verse 18. Says what? Exodus 31, verse 18. And he gave unto Moses, when he had made the end of communion with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of stone, tables of testimony, written with the finger of God. God wrote it on the stone. And what did he tell David to do? I mean, Moses to do. Deuteronomy chapter 10. Deuteronomy chapter 10. What did he tell him to do with these tables of stone? When he had broken them and God had rewritten them, what did he say? He said, and I, and I turned myself and came down from the mount, and I put the tables in the ark. In the ark. He put it in the ark of the covenant. And then what else? Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 to 17. It's talking about rituals. When we are baptized, we don't have to sacrifice animals. We don't have to keep Pentecost days and the, the day of trumpet. And all those ceremonies which occur on Sabbath days. That is what he's saying. Why? Because in Deuteronomy chapter 31, those were rituals written by Moses, not by God. And he put it by the side of the ark. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 24 to 26. Take your time and read it. The Bible is clear. Revelation 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God. And the faith of Jesus Christ. 
Revelation 22, 14. Here are they, blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to enter into the city and eat of the tree of life. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 to 14. Here is the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is the whole duty of man, for God is coming to judge all of us. James chapter 2, verses 10 to 12 says, You are friend in one word of God. You add one more word, and you are finished. You break one commandment, you are finished. Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 tells you, You have no right to add to what God has said, nor subtract it. Satan has changed everything God has said. Be careful you, are not, you don't become a victim of his lies. A word you are wise is enough. Choose whom you will serve. Satan the deceiver or God the creator. Five deceptions. And his name, S-A-T-A-N, five. Make your choice. Father, thank you. Thank you so much. The privilege I've had to explain your words. Forgive me where I fought it. But give a good ear and good understanding to your children. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So, friend, you now have all the five lies. They don't come from the scriptures. You know them. And so let God be true in your life. Welcome the truth in your life. And I just want to tell you that when you welcome the truth in your life, it becomes a security for you. We have the DVDs and the audio CDs on the topics, and you can ask for them. We we'll also welcome your donations. No amount is too small. No amount is too big. Whatever you send, the Lord will bless you. Next week, same day, same time, we're coming back with another topic for you. God bless you. Thank you for watching today's episode of Encounter with Truth with God's seven pastor, Dr. Andrews Lawrence Ew, an international evangelist. For inquiries, prayer, or counseling, call any of the following numbers on your screen. And remember, your generous financial support is always welcome. Please call us. May God richly bless you. Jesus is coming again.